Welcome to the Person and the Power podcast with Pastor Tim Johnson, as he invites us to cultivate a deep and profound relationship with the Holy Spirit of the living and loving God. After 25 years of ministry, Pastor Tim's desire is that all of us would experience both the Spirit's transformational intimacy and the supernatural activity in our daily lives. Now, here's Pastor Tim. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon and good evening, of course, depending on when you listen to this. I am sitting out on the back deck on a Wednesday morning, soaking up some beautiful sun, and I do believe I'm going to have a little bit of a suntan by the by late, mid to late February. Come on. It doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> anyway. Hey, we are so appreciative. Goodness gracious. I'm so... If I had known that people were going to respond the way they have to the book, a devotional Bible study called The Person and the Power, I would have written it 10 years ago. Goodness gracious, I'm so encouraged by the Marco Polos, the texts, the, uh, the, the emails, the phone calls, the conversations I have with just talking, even the Zoom calls, just people who are saying, I am learning, I am digging in. You just don't know, and I've shared this before, maybe you do know. But I do know as for this pastor, and I think I can speak for a majority of pastors, if you want to bless your pastor, get into the Word of God, learn, grow, and tell them about it. Make sure you're telling your pastor how you're growing, and especially how you're growing under their leadership, under their preaching, under their teaching. And if they've written a book, under their writing. It's incredible. So affirming, so encouraging, and so exhilarating. I, I literally can't wait uh, every day. I, I'm waiting now for like the next conversation I can have about what people are learning from the Word of God. You know, we've said this before, but the Bible was never meant to just be read. The Bible was always meant to be studied, always. So pray, pray, pray that you and I and we will continue to grow in our study of the Word and uh, not just the the reading of it. Reading through in a year, I love it. Do at least once. After that, (laughs) maybe not, because I really think that what God wants is a deep, intentional, profound study of His Word so that we can really come to know His heart, His character, and that is what we get to do with things like the Person and the Power book, the Devotion Bible Study, and the Person and the Power podcast. So we're excited. I'm excited. Um, I'm blessed. Thank you. Just truly humbling and such an honor to be a part of your lives, whoever you might be. Uh, I know a lot of folks who chime in. I don't know everyone who's either purchased a book and doing the devotional Bible study. I don't know everyone who listens to this podcast, but I am blessed and honored. Um, and I take great, um, a, a great importance to this. That There's a real... Um, almost a a higher degree. The bar has, let me just say, the bar has risen for me to make sure that I am giving out stuff, sharing stuff that is truly biblical, truly Holy Spirit led. And because I I feel like there's a weight, if you will, in a good way, but a real responsibility, also a privilege. So thank you for trusting me in that. I really, really appreciate that. That means more to me than you may ever know. So All right, with that said, let's jump in. We are continuing the series, the podcast series, the uh, Finding the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Ruach HaKadosh, that could be, should be almost um, um, 
kind of a almost a theme for you now. If, for, if you've been listening to this podcast for more than, oh, uh, a few weeks, by now you can just simply uh, say it, right? You should be thinking it, dreaming it. It's in your sleep when you wake up. Ruach HaKadosh. Ruach HaKadosh. Spirit of Holy or Spirit of the Holy One. All right, so here we go. Let's pray and we'll jump in. Lord, we love you so much. I thank you again for sitting outside on a Wednesday morning, soaking up some beautiful sun, a gentle breeze, the sound of birds. What a promise. Here it is, February the 21st. What a promise of what's to come. What a promise of season changing. What a promise of uh, weather changing. What a promise. And it all points to your goodness, doesn't it? It just points to your goodness and your grace. It points to your steadfastness. It, It points to you being a God of every season. A God that will continue and has, has never failed us in any season and certainly is not going to start. So we ask and pray your blessings upon this podcast as we jump into this famous story of Elisha and Elijah and a chariot of fire. So long before the movie, there is a real chariot coming down from heaven. It's going to be cool. It's going to be good. We love you, Lord. Holy Spirit, will you attend our ways And will you help us learn what you want us to learn in Jesus' name? Amen and amen. All right, let's go to 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. 1 Kings is all about the ministry of Elijah. All right, all about the ministry of Elijah. Uh, There's some things you're going to know, some things you're going to maybe learn for the very first time. So uh, we'll just jump in. All right, chapter 2, 2 Kings. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were traveling from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to Bethel. Uh, that, by the way, the, if you want to impress your friends, not, I'm, not, I'm kidding, you don't have to impress anyone, but the pronunciation of Bethel, of Bet-El, Bet-El, house of God. Bet is house, El is Elohim, or God, and uh, so Bethlehem, house of bread, right? So, Bethel, Bethel. Uh, But Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went down together to Bethel, Bethel. So first two two verses here, we see this kind of almost a a test, if you will, of Elijah. And you'll see the test, the test I believe, let me just kind of give you the spoiler almost. The test, I think, is all about the double portion. I think Elijah under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, guiding, being guided by the Rural Kakadosh. We'll see this clearly. Um, and, 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 but I think he was testing Elisha, if you will, to see about Elisha's his, his perseverance, his dedication, his loyalty, his commitment to, to, to Elijah. And I think this sets up Elisha's really huge question, really huge request, really huge when Elijah later says, what, can, what do you want? That sets up Elisha's not only bold question, it sets up the fact that I think Elijah can trust him now with what he's about to give him, a double portion. All right, so uh, verse three, the group of prophets from Bethel came to Elisha and asked him, did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elisha answered, but be quiet about it. So apparently this, this whirlwind, this chariots of fire is well known now. It's been on Facebook, it's, there, it's been on Twitter, there's been a TikTok video, um, it's all on social media, but, but Elisha is having none of it. He's like, 
don't talk about it because if you don't talk about it, maybe it won't happen, right? So, but apparently, I don't know, maybe one of those little things we didn't know while we read this story. I mean, we all know Elisha, Elijah got taken up. He was one of the two that got taken up alive in the Old Testament, Enoch being the second one. We know someone being taken up alive. And this is why when I think we have to be very careful. I've said it many times before. You don't have to agree with me, but uh, you have the right to be wrong. <laughs> anyway, so I, I just think we have to be careful when we say the Lord took him home. And we mean that's how, so he died of cancer. He died of a horrible traffic accident. He died of a horrible disease. He died, whatever, however he died, God took him home. I think we have to be careful with that. God does take people home. Enoch, Elijah, God took Jesus home. Um, I think you want to be careful when, uh, even when I was reading earlier this morning in my, my own personal Bible study, Numbers uh, 13, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, this whew, horrible, hard story of uh, the wilderness and the spies and, and then finally Korah's rebellion. Not only Korah's rebellion, but Dathan's rebellion. So two separate rebellions against Moses and Aaron. And you remember the Lord, if you remember, there's this, in number 16, there's this huge contest between Moses and Aaron and the two rebelling uh, camps, if you will. And remember what happened? Remember what happened? The earth opened up and it says clearly swallowed them alive. So even there, God, quote, <laughs> took them home alive. Now, that's not the way you want to go home because I'm not sure what home was there, right? It was a rebellion, right? So, in fact, we know what home was. It was Sheol. He, they clearly says, took him to Sheol. So when you rebel against the Lord and, um, and intentionally, mm, 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 mm. But anyway, just to say, I mean, just understand that you know, this, this moment here for Elisha and Elijah was well known, apparently. It was well known. So uh, Elisha then says to Elisha again, stay here for the Lord has told me to, to, to go to Jericho. But Elisha again replied, As surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together to Jericho. So once again, uh, Elijah knew that God had some dramatic plan for the end of his earthly life. And, and yet he was perfectly willing to kind of, not that, let, he was okay if it didn't happen, but he was sure not going to miss it. He's not going to miss it. Say, say he wasn't going to miss it. So I pray that we live a life where we are committed to not missing God. We're not going to miss where the Holy Spirit is leading us. We're not going to miss where God is taking us and leading us. We're not going to miss anything of what God's doing in our lives. I pray that that's us. I really do. I pray that, that we are committed to not missing what God is doing. So verse 5 sounds a whole lot like verse 3, different but similar. Then the group of prophets from Jericho came to Elisha and asked him, Did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elisha answered, but be quiet about it. So again, I know, of course I know. Who's been, who's been under his tutelage for this long? Who's been being mentored by him? But I don't want to talk about it. So verse 6, then Elijah says to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to the Jordan River. Is anyone picking up a theme? Anyone? Anyone? So, but again, Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together. All right, verse seven. So once again, there's this test, test, test. I, I really do believe Elijah testing Elisha, his heart, his commitment. He know. I think he knows, just like when God tests us, he knows. But I think 
to just to see and make sure that Elisha knows. So remember when Elisha was called, he left his oxen, he left, he left right there in the field. And I think there's this sense of maybe God asking again, are you sure that you're going to follow me all the way through? Because this represents what? A whole different level. Some might say a whole nother level, whole nother level. This is a whole nother level of ministry, a whole nother level of life uh, that is going to be represented here for Elisha. He's going to step into ministry that is crazy, crazy, crazy uh, different than what it was. He had been mentor, He had been mentored by Elijah. He'd been follow, following Elijah. Now Elijah's going to be gone. And who's going to take up the mantle, if you will? See what I did there? It's called foreshadowing because there's a mantle coming up. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> so, all right. So uh, here we are in verse 7. Fifty men from the group of prophets also went and watched from a distance as Elijah and Elisha stopped beside the Jordan River. Ever notice a lot of good things happen at the Jordan River? A lot of incredible things happen at the Jordan River. Uh, not just Jesus being baptized and not just Joshua taking the, uh, the, the Israelites into the promised land. But this is one of those incredible moments at the Jordan River. Because he says here, then verse 8, Then Elijah folded his cloak together and struck the water with it. The water divide, the river divided, and the two of them went across on dry ground. Did you, did, have you missed this? Sometimes we read the Bible and we still miss a lot, don't we? Uh, have you ever been reading the Bible one time and sometime and, and think, how did I miss that? I've been a Christian for all my life or whatever. How did I miss that? So we know Moses and the parting of the Red Sea walking on dry land. We know Joshua crossing the River Jordan again here, and the people walked on dry land. Did you know that the river Jordan got parted again? And this was Elijah and Elisha walking across on dry land. All right. So here we go. When they came to the other side, verse 9, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I can do for you before I am taken away. And Elisha replied, I want a double blessing. I want a double portion. Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. In the, in the actual Hebrew, it's a double share of spirit, of ruach. Now remember, ruach can mean um, spirit, breath, and wind. And when combined with uh, hakadosh, it's the spirit of God, uniquely and only, right? So here, it is wanting the spirit that is in Elijah. So, my question to you, come on. Is that your desire? Um is that truly your heart? This is a huge invitation. Guys, this is huge. Uh, this is, I mean, this is significant. Um, that, that Elisha is asking for a double portion of the Spirit of God that was in Elijah. Elisha had seen how greatly the Spirit of God had worked through Elijah. He'd seen it. He'd witnessed it. He could have asked for anything. Once again, here's this question. Kind of like goes back to Solomon, doesn't it? When the Lord appears before Solomon and, and says, what would you want? And Solomon asks for or wisdom. Not riches, not fame, not health. Wisdom. And why? What happened? He asked for wisdom. And he says, since you've asked for wisdom, I'm going to give you everything else. <clears throat> the idea of this double portion is, listen now, it, it's not even to ask. So if you look at this, if you did, we're going to dig a little deeper here in just what it means for double portion. So in the Hebrew, when he's talking about a double portion or a double share, he's not asking as much, yes, twice as much of, of the Spirit, sure. But he's also asking, and, and when we see this in Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy 21, we see this, this understanding of the rights of a firstborn. 
So he's basically asking, Elisha's asking now to take over Elijah's ministry and now be considered the prophet of Israel. So he's not just asking for double the spirit, he is, but he's also asking to be basically a firstborn son in regard to the ministry of all of Israel. So Elisha, now look, so uh, earlier, uh, Elisha uh, had already been designated as Elisha's as Elijah's successor. So back in 1 Kings 19, Elijah had already told Elisha, you're going to succeed me, okay? But here, now he's, now, so that was Elijah telling Elisha, you're going to succeed me. This is Elisha asking Elijah, can I succeed you? Sometimes we have to grow into the plans of God, don't we? God tells us something. God says something to us. God says, here's what I want you to do. And sometimes we have to grow into it. So God telling us and then we telling God. Guys, you see this pattern all throughout Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament. God telling us, then us telling God. Sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it takes years. But this is, I think, where we grow as disciples. This is where we grow. And guess what we're going to need if we're going to step up into a new ministry, a new level, a, a new a new platform. You know what we're going to need? A double portion. So here's Elisha. So he's asking for two things. Everybody got that, right? We're, he, Elisha's asking for two things. He's asking for, yes, a double portion, twice as much of the Spirit of God, Ruach HaKadosh. He's asking for Elijah's Spirit, but it's very clear he's asking for the Spirit who lives within him, okay? And then he's asking, can you, will you, can now consider me to be the designated, not only the designated successor, but now in reality, will, can I take on the, the calling that you've placed upon me, but now I want to take it on. And so I wonder, where are you? Are you asking for more of the Spirit of God? I'm asking today, wherever you are this very moment, listening to this podcast, have you asked, is it routine for you to ask, I want more of your Spirit? God, I want more of the Holy Spirit. Is it routine for you to ask? I want double what I have right now. Have you asked that question? Have you asked, have you asked that in prayer to a good and gracious father who knows how to give good gifts to his children? Anybody? Anybody? Jesus talking about it. Matthew said, Matthew, God knows how to give good gifts to his children. If you ask him for bread, he's not going to give you a stone. If you ask you, if you, if you ask him for something, he's not going to give you a snake. He's going to ask you if you, and if you ask for his spirit, how much more will he give you? Scripture says, how much more will he give you of his spirit? So I would ask for double of the Holy Spirit today, right? And then how about walking into exactly where God's calling you? Where is God calling you into this ministry so that you, I, we can do exactly what God would want us to do? So verse 10, it says, you have asked for a difficult thing, Elijah replied. If you see me when I'm taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not then you won't. So here's what's happening. Basically, if you are going to leave before you see me leave, then you're not going to have what you want. If you're going to stay and see me leave, that's what he's saying. I don't think he's talking about uh, it's, it's not going to be. Now, he could be. Some, some scholars say that is God going to open the eyes of, of Elisha? Well, that's, that could be. And if God opens the eyes of Elisha to see the supernatural thing that's about to happen, then that means that he'll have the mantle that he's asking for. That could be. 
But it's interesting, earlier on we found out what? There are prophets who are kind of in a viewing station. They're, they're kind of like watching the rocket go off a space shuttle, take off from, from, from Cape Canaveral in Florida. You have these watch stations. You have these uh, viewing stands many, many miles away. So you've got these men already lined up. You've got these prophets lined up to watch this event. So I don't think it's necessarily the Spirit of God going to enable Elisha to see this as much. I think this is well, I think this is going to be well seen. I think it's are you going to, are you going to still be here? So once again, cuz you see that context, right? I'm leaving, you stay here. Nope, I'm leaving, you stay here. Nope, I'm leaving, you stay here. Nope. So once again, final time. If you're still here and you see it, then guess what? Then you will have what you ask. So, here we go, verse 11. As they were walking along and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared drawn by horses of fire. So you got two you got two kind of fires going on. <clears throat> you got a chariot of fire and then you got horses of fire. <coughs> Excuse me. It drove between the two men, separating them. And Elijah was carried by the whirlwind into heaven. Elijah saw it and cried out, My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his clothes in distress. So here they are walking. This supernatural moment comes in, sweeps Elijah away. Uh, and then uh, he cries out these words. He's recognizing, Father, my Father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen, the, chariot, the charioteers, the horsemen. He's recognizing the true strength of Israel. He is realizing, and I think there's, it's more than a coincidence here. I really do believe um, uh, that, that uh, Elisha was given the view that he was given here so that he could be empowered to do the ministry that he was called to do. He saw the power, kind of like when uh, the servant of Elisha later, right, is seeing the uh, the uh, the army, the spiritual army that's uh, up against, that's surrounding the Arameans. The Arameans have surrounded him, them, but now, now, yeah, the the servant is uh, is is uh, we believe is Gehazi. Uh, Gehazi is the servant's name, we believe, and Gehazi was given spiritual eyesight to see the spiritual army, and I think this is the same thing that happens here. So, all right, here we go. Here's where we see. The, the, the spirit, Ruach uh, HaKadosh, uh, right? Um, so, um, they, uh, Elisha picks up Elijah's cloak. So, you got to pick it up, right? You got to pick it up. Which had fallen when he was taken up. Then Elisha returned to the bank of the Jordan River. Look at this. He struck the water with Elijah's cloak and cried out, Where is the Lord, the God of Israel? Then the river divided a second time. And Elisha walks across. When the group of prophets from Jericho saw from a distance what happened, see, they did see, they exclaimed, Elijah's spirit rests upon Elisha. And they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Sir, sir, they said, just say the word, and 50 of our strongest men will search the mountains, to search the wilderness for your master. Look at this. Perhaps, perhaps the Ruach HaKadosh has left him on some mountain or in some valley. Perhaps the Spirit of God has left him on some mountain or in some valley. These men knew that Elisha was at the beck and call. Somebody say beck and call of the Spirit of God. Last week we looked at Micaiah. Are you saying everything that you need to say as directed by the Holy Spirit? This week, Elijah was known as a man who went everywhere, the Spirit of God. This, these men said, maybe the Spirit of God took him up again. Maybe the, the Spirit of God took him somewhere and left him there. I think it's happened before. I think he was transported, supernaturally transported. I think Elijah had been supernaturally transported in his life on earth. 
And I think these men and Elisha knew very well the reputation of Elijah. Elijah was a man who was directed by the Spirit of God. He went where the Spirit of God told him to go and put him to, and put him to work. Elisha says, no, don't send them. But they kept urging him until they shamed him into agreeing. He finally said, all right, send them. You can almost hear, it ain't going to do no good. So 50 men searched for three days. Imagine that, three days. Three is an important number. Seven, important number. Twelve, important number. Forty, important number. So so he finally said, uh, all right, send them. So 50 men searched for three days, but did not find Elijah. Elisha was still at Jericho when they returned. Didn't I tell you not to go? I love it. So read the rest of it, uh, the rest of the chapter today, if you can. 2 Kings 2, you'll see Elisha's first miracles. Uh, you, will see, uh, you will see also some a group of boys making some fun of our boy Elisha. And you'll see, uh, uh, you'll see a couple of uh, bears taking care of a bunch of boys. <laughs> so it's a fun chapter to read. And I pray that as we truly submit our lives to the Ru'al Kakadosh. Just to sum it up, um, are we asking for a double portion? Are we picking up the mantle that God has for us? Truly, are we doing what God's asked us to do? And how do you know that? The Holy Spirit of God will tell you. This is how God really wants to, to speak to us this day. I've got people all the time. I, how do you hear from God? My very next statement is, are you, have you, cultivating a deep and profound relationship with the Holy Spirit, the very person of God living within you? So I ask, I answer a question with a question. How can I hear from God? Are you cultivating a deep and profound relationship with the person who lives within you, the Holy Spirit? This is how you'll hear from God. He will awaken you to Scripture. He will help you hear the still, small voice within you. He will speak to you. He will. And are you asking for a double portion of that? Are you asking for a double portion of the Spirit of God? Are you asking for more of the Ruach HaKadosh? A double portion. It's a huge. Even Elijah recognized this is something huge you're asking. This is something big you're asking. And, and I think he had this smile inside like, good for you, Elisha. This is something huge. But because you're asking, and because you've been loyal, and because you've been devoted, and because you are hungering for more of the Ruach HaKadosh, you're going to receive more. Be blessed. Be filled with more of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Tim is the co-founder and teaching director of the Joshua Center, a leadership training ministry which provides deep biblical roots to great movements of God. He's also the senior pastor of Firmers Chapel, a country church by a creek, reaching 13 countries on four different continents for Jesus and his kingdom. Join us next time as we grow deeper in the person and the power.